I'm your host, Amber, and I'm here with my pod partner, Piali. And today we have two very special guests. We will not be using their real name because we're going to be discussing a little bit of a sensitive topic. So welcome to the show, Venus and Dracula. Hi. Hi, thank you. So today our topic is sex parties, which also goes by a couple of different names. Sometimes people refer to them as play parties or lifestyle parties. And to get started on this topic... Venus and Dracula, can you describe to us what is a sex party or a play party? Uh, yeah, I think a, a good way to to think about a sex party or a play party is, uh, at the end of the day, is just a party. Um, you know, the, the definition of a party is, you know, a social gathering of, of invited guests to engage in what's oftentimes eating, drinking, or entertainment. Um, and oftentimes at a sex party all of those things are included as well um so you know it's it's just a party like any other party that you may attend um with the idea that you know it's an even more open space where you know a lot of times people go to parties and they want to have sex they're going to parties to find somebody to have sex with but you know they take them home after the party or they get caught in the bathroom at a party or whatever um, whereas, you know, a lifestyle, an event or a sex party or a play party or whatever, you know, all the, all the normal things that you'd see at a vanilla party, if you will, you see at a sex party and then, you know, sex is open and acceptable just as, you know, shaking hands or giving somebody a hug. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, oftentimes a more sexy environment than, as you said, like a vanilla party, um, but yeah, there's an anticipation that, you know, you can explore more freely with other people that are there um, in whatever inclination that may be. And there's more swinger type parties, there's more kink type parties, there's more mixed, and there's all, yeah, different kinds of oh, intimacy levels as spectrum. well. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about that? I know you just gave off a couple different names of different types of parties. Can you just give a little bit more of a description about some of those different types of parties and maybe how the atmosphere feeling is a, is a little bit different at different types? Sure. So once again, I'll uh, just put this uh, disclaimer in there. Like we are by no means experts. Uh, we've been exploring the sex party world for about a year and a half or so. And um in that experience, we've kind of found ourselves in a wide range of uh, situations and different types of uh, parties, if you will, um, from, you know, sex clubs, which is, you know, one of the things that that new new couples who are exploring uh, uh, the lifestyle event world, um, they go to actual professional curated events or clubs. Um, and those those environments are 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 really interesting because they're a lot like clubs um in the sense that like we were talking about vanilla parties being you know very similar to to a lifestyle party um it's the same thing with a club where but it's you know in my opinion clubs are a little seedy um whether it's vanilla or lifestyle um and you know you you're dealing with a certain kind of demographic and a certain um motivation for people while they're going right it's it's uh different levels of consent and expectations um and then there's other you know diy house parties which which you know it's a group of friends getting together you know they may start at a bar or bowling alley or whatever and have a, an actual social event and then it turns into turns into a uh, an after party at somebody's house where everybody knows each other and it's a it's a very free and open um and accepting kind of situation where you know comfort levels are are a lot higher um than you'll find at a club there's a whole gamut of different kinds and i mean kind of we can even like go along like our our path and how we found like the different kinds um you know cuz just one getting into the world 
the whole polyamorous lifestyle wor world, kink world, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, one, there's an app for that. Um, there's many apps for meeting people who are involved in the sex party scene. And, you know, like, that's a good introductory because then you can just start talking to people. How did you get into it? What did you do? You know, in the sex clubs, it's, it is a safe kind of entry, you know, especially into voyeurism or exhibitionism, which I feel like is one of the first steps, um, you know, is that that's kind of an integral component to wanting to go to a sex party. I feel like, is you want one of those things, you either want to put on a show or you enjoy whatever show is happening, you know, so that's a good first step. And being on the same page of just like being open to exploring that one we got on the app and we started you know going on dates with other people who might be interested in these things you know and yeah then we hear about sex clubs and so our first one we actually went to in new york dracula was there for work <laughs> and we he heard about the sex club and so um yeah, we, we signed up for it and it was kind of an impromptu thing and we you know we we're really excited about it and made a made a whole night went out to dinner had a really nice dinner and you know walking the streets of new york and uh we're gonna go see this this sex club and it was gonna be our our first kind of foyer into into the world of of group sex and uh you know it was, it was really it was really interesting because it was like a hidden door and we were trying to do like this kind of like recon like we, we saw the address and we wanted to walk past the door and kind of scope out the situation and it was like a almost like a hidden entrance and it walked up these these stairs and then there was like security um like checking ids and checking bags and and doing all that and like the security protocol was was definitely present and and felt um which is important because it's it's a very vulnerable place that people are finding themselves in and uh yeah that one was interesting i mean it was a lot of single guys and not a lot of couples um you know but we did end up connecting you know with a single female and that was our first time actually connecting with a single female the two of us and then we ended up playing with her and that being you know another whole interesting experience so I think that's true, though. A lot of sex clubs can turn into things that, like, you don't expect and, you know, didn't necessarily know you were looking for. But then you end up going a certain direction. And if it feels good, then you go with it. So that's what, you know, those bigger sex clubs, I think, can be good for. And then in Chicago, we didn't necessarily go to, to dungeons or sex clubs here, but we, you know, found people in circles that that were and you know just started being invited and attending parties that we knew somebody or you know we had an in and we would go with our friends so that gives you another comfort level going with somebody that you know that we met in the community but that have become our friends so just going there without any expectations and just like checking it out with friends that you know um, is a good way to do it too my first question is, uh, to state the obvious, you guys are a couple, and you've been together for how long? We met five years ago. I mean, we met and I don't think either of us expected us to um, see each other for very long. It just felt very temporary um, from the first time we met, because um, we saw each other for a few months, and then I was going traveling, and then he at work took him out of town for a few months, so after our first few months of dating, there was another same amount of time where we weren't really seeing each other and didn't really know if we would pick things back up. But then when we both found ourselves back in Chicago, like it it just kind of naturally progressed um, into something that neither of us really expected. And so there's been a couple of different points in our relationship where we had to like make the conscious decision, like, oh, are we moving forward? And kind of how? are we doing that? And so the summer where we started exploring was just another one of those moments where we were like, are we going to move forward or are we parting ways? Yeah. Like um, neither of us knew if it was actually going to work. And here we are. I mean, it was one of those things like you have to understand about uh, the, where our lives were when we first met each other. Um, I had just moved to Chicago 
and I didn't know anybody here and I wasn't intending on staying here. And up until quite frankly, two years ago, I was still intending on leaving Chicago and, you know, she's based here and her only intention of leaving Chicago were to maybe go to grad school in Germany. Um, so like our trajectories were on different paths and yeah. we got to, you know, we kept on getting to these crossroads and we had to make these decisions like, okay, well, um, looking at the future, do we want to do this together? And if so, what does that look like? So we had that conversation about two years ago and and decided that, you know, uh, based on on conversations that we had, and, um, you know, I expressed my needs, she expressed her needs and and, you know, we embarked on this journey together uh, of self-exploration, learning more about ourselves and how we we strengthen our partnership while staying true to ourselves as well. And when you were expressing your needs, did that involve, was it obvious to the both of you that exploring into sex parties, for example, without stating the actual word, would be part of that journey? Oh, no, we had no idea. Nope. We, uh, no, that was, that was stumbled across. It was actually, um, it's funny how we got introduced to sex parties, because when we first started getting into the lifestyle, we, we were going on dates with couples, and we were having conversations with uh, some couples who had a little bit more experience than us. And, you know, we were kind of talking about our dynamics and things of that nature. And we were on a date with somebody and they're like, you know what, we think, you know, you guys would probably vibe well in a sex party. And we're like, oh, really? All right, well, cool. Uh, let's explore that. And we had friends that, you know, would say that they would throw us a sex party to, you know, cause that might be uh, a better way for us to feel comfortable. Uh, exploring the lifestyle and uh, it never happened and we ended up kind of throwing our pretty close to our first sex party well our first one we kind of got thrown (laughs) into like um, friends that we had that we had gone on a date with they just showed up where they knew we were at and then all of a sudden we were all going back to this hotel and we were having a sex party and we were just kind of thrown into it. And like our first experience with it was like, we were not on the same page necessarily in like what we expected. For the rest of the group, we weren't on the same no, page with where we were in the situation. Like it's, it's you know, the it's been a, it's been a journey and it wasn't necessarily a smooth, smoothly paved journey either. But um, I mean, I maintain like, no regrets like as long as we learn something that we can you know take into the future with us like then it wasn't all for naught because obviously it you know it takes you to the next conversation to the next you know thing you need to talk about so that you can be on the same page you know if something you know kind of goes awry mm-hmm. <laughs> so in my head and correct me if I'm wrong or tell me to shush it if it's something that you don't want to talk about but um in my head, I feel like sex parties kind of go hand in hand with the whole drug scene. <laughs> what are, What are your thoughts? <laughs> we were actually just, just talking about that, that because, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we we do like to partake. We love psychedelics. We we love weed. You know, like, and we were talking about the correlation between just having an open mind at in these kind of situations or environments and how, you know, certain kind of drugs just help you do that because, you know, we are socially ingrained, like in these beliefs, in this, you know, what we've been exposed to, like we've been shown like the right way to do it, quote unquote. And then, so to be exposed to this whole new world, it can be very overwhelming, but like, if you just have an open mind and like, think about, well, maybe this is okay. And like, maybe this is fun. And one of the byproducts, you know, when they uh, when they were doing doing studies and research on on psychedelic drugs and mushrooms and things of that nature, they're finding, you know, they're finding really cool things and, and helpful things about about the way, you know, psychedelics affect the brain. Um, yeah. But, and help depression and exactly. mental but, health. Problems. Yeah. But it ultimately made people start questioning the status quo of the heteronormative white patriarchal kind of uh, status quo that this society finds itself in, you know, historic, you know, historically speaking, just, you know, subjugating women and, and slut shaming and things of that nature. And, you know, when you start 
opening your mind and you start pushing back against against the you know the status quo the power structure then they get scared and they shut that shit down mm-hmm. uh so when you when you think about a sex party and and the use of drugs the drugs that are that are being consumed oftentimes at sex parties are psychedelics ecstasy uh you know ecstasy molly uh acid mushrooms um all of those that that really open your mind to to new ways of thinking and as much people though that are on drugs at a party like there are also just as many who are not exactly. that's also true like you don't have to imbibe like you know i feel like we can enjoy it and control ourselves uh, you know but there's plenty of people that you know yeah. don't i was drugs- just gonna ask that actually do you think that it, it's a it's a prerequisite or do you think that it's a necessity and have you guys ever been to one without without yeah yeah. Um, oh sure you know i I think it's one of those things it's like um like if you think about it like a social lubricant right so people are you know might feel like they need to take drugs so they can relax well whatever you need to do to make yourself comfortable in that environment so you can be open to new experiences new growth and new discovery within yourself if you need to take a mind altering substance in order to get there, you know, that's a choice that you're making, but there's not a prerequisite to the door. Like, Hey, you know, you have to do drugs to come into this party. I mean, you walk in and there's a little tray <laughs> where there is like, Oh, and this is like, here's a trip. We're all doing this together. Have a dose like that. That we do it. have been to parties like that as well. And there's also people at those parties who are completely 100% sober Yeah, the whole time. You know, and this kind of, you know, consequentially leads to the conversation about consent, because, you know, that's the thing is nobody wants anybody to be there non-conceptually or to be out of their mind in such a way that they can't consent. Like, that's absolutely nobody wants that if, you know, not if you're at the right party, which it, most of the parties, everybody is like that. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that we really found about sex parties that we really appreciate is uh, consent is paramount. Um, it is the most important thing always, always at, at a sex party. Um, and in that sense, you know, I feel like, you know, a group sex environment is oftentimes the safest sex you can have because everything is transparent. Everything is open and enthusiastic consent is, is the minimum, you know, there's not a, Oh, or maybe, you know, can we do this? Do you want to do that? Oh yeah, sure. It's not that it's, it's, either fuck yes or no whereas you know in a in a more vanilla dating situation you know people are always up to something or you you you're thinking they might be up to something what's, what's their angle what are they trying to do or you're just trying to get in my pants or you know i'm buying you dinner so now you gotta you know you gotta have sex with me or like all that shit is taken off the table because you know you're you're in a very vulnerable situation everybody's naked people are engaged in various levels of of intimacy everybody has to be comfortable because there's a lot of there's it's high stakes and and also at the same time chances are you know a lot of people are there with their partners their significant others their wives their husbands you know nothing a really bold motherfucker to try to you know step in and do something nefarious while their partner is two feet away you know a lot of that a lot of that uh that sneakiness is taken out of the out of the mix at a at a sex party can we talk a little bit about other sort of rules, guidelines, things to know? You guys just mentioned mm-hmm. consent. What what else is is there that that someone would need to know before attending a party? Parties have different arrangements. Um, we've been to parties where, like, it's necessary that you're very explicit, you know, about what you want, and eat all everybody there wants every part of that. We've also been to parties that are way more casual, where it's just a tap on the shoulder, and then everything's understood. It's important to know what what world you're going into or what the what the party is. And 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 you typically know that going into a party. Um if you get invited to one, oftentimes there there will be a list of expectations and the do's and don'ts about what's expected at this party. And the best parties, yeah, will uh, explicitly establish like those guidelines and those boundaries. Like the host will say everything must be asked for everything must be consented like don't do anything without asking um and like that's the most explicit guideline um i feel like most parties there's also you know i think it's pretty understood that using protection is 
kind of an automatic thing for most parties, unless there's a discussion that, you know, everybody's cool with not everybody's safe, everybody's tested, we're all on the same page, okay, we're good. So unless you have that conversation about not having using protection you definitely are using protection and in the and in the instances that we find ourselves in where at sex parties where people are not using condoms there's a like all right pause this is the situation what are people's boundaries what's going on um and things of that nature and if anybody's non-consenting then they don't engage in that um so it goes into one of those things where you know once again consent is paramount And that kind of leads into my next question is what conversation do you have together about boundaries and guidelines before you attend a party? It's an evolution. Um, Right. And like, you know, when you start out, you might think, you know, like, okay, I definitely don't want this. And I definitely don't want you to do this. You might start out that way. And like, you know, that is also a form of building trust is laying down those guidelines and then seeing someone adhere to them and then being like, oh, but actually we can try this or we should go here like you know so it does build up yeah laying those ground rules with each other it it was definitely tricky at first because you just have never been in these situations before so you don't exactly know what you want or don't want until you're in them and so then there's you know you have to talk about it after the fact like did you like that what did you like about it why you know what do you want to do more of or less of or whatnot um, so it is, it's an evolution that you constantly have to be discussing. Well, it's like anything in life, right? You, like, you try to put like hard boundaries on things and like you, you learn and you grow every day in your life. And, and those, those trajectories change and those boundaries shift and, you know, they expand or retract or however it may be just based on your experiences. And the more you learn about yourself and the more you learn about, about your environment, you know, the, it, you have to be open to, to change of that if you want to evolve. Otherwise, you get stuck and you get stagnant and and you you stop learning and you stop growing. Yeah, so that's not a super explicit answer, but <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah, you have to um, kind of be open to both of your desires and just really you have to find the compromise a lot of times and then grow from there. So, yeah, it's changed a lot since we started what our guidelines have been and are now. I've got a real basic question. Has there been any issues of jealousy? I mean, yeah. I think that would be my worry. So what I found, so in conversations that we've had with people and in our experiences and things that we have read or listened to in terms of jealousy and how it relates to the lifestyle, um, I, I think my take on it is you know, the jealousy comes from the the not knowing and the insecurities of, of, you know, are you enjoying this or are you looking for something that I can't provide you, you know, and, and not knowing. Whereas at a sex party, like, I feel like the, the jealousy fades away because everything is in the open, everything is transparent and you're sharing in something together. Right. And are you always together or can one of you go off with one person and the other with another our dynamic is kind of that of we do everything uh, together in the sense that we are within, you know, reach of each other. And we're we definitely could always in a, be touching each other at any time. Yeah, we're, typically we're we're close enough to be touching each other um, at all times, whether we're engaged with other bodies or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of how like I got over I, my jealousy was just you know being included and like because that's you know, where a lot of, I think, shame comes from is, like, for me, anyway, it was, you know, the potential of being cheated on and not being included, like, being included and being in the situation where I am part of what turns him on and we're sharing in that together, like, you know, there's nothing to be jealous of. We're in it together. Like, it is like a um, embracing just the human, you know, desire and of his and of mine and being able to do that together. It's great that we have found a path where our desires can align. Like that's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's like super stimulating the, the whole scene. You've got the party, you've got the sex, you've got the drugs, like you've got loads going on. And it's almost like you're setting your own standard 
of excitement and enjoyment. How do you come back from that? Do you come back from that? Can you go to a normal party? And I, I wanted to add on another question to that while you guys answer, but I was wondering if you, can you just describe like what, what it's like, like from when you walk in to kind of what happens, is there food? Like what are people wearing? And then maybe you can answer that question along with PLEs. Every party, once again, every party is different. A lot of, a lot of times with sex parties, they, they do try to have fun and they try to have themes, right? Oftentimes there'd, yeah. there'd be some kind of gossip party party right yeah themes are, themes are fun at any party um you know so it'll be some kind of you know whether it be a, a colored theme or or a uh like a cosplay scene or so, uh theme like that you know they, they'll have that and and you go to that so and it's just fun right at any party like that's the art of gathering and yeah there'll be food there there'll be you know a lot of times there'll be you know finger foods or things of that nature sometimes, sometimes you know, yeah. people cook um so that's nice at any party right that's nice at any party but a lot of times, you know, then one, one stuff like a, a lot of times women are wearing some kind of lingerie or, you know, uh, usually when the clothes come off, you know, robes are naked. And that is a requirement for some parties. They say, like, be scantily dressed, like the scantily, the better. Like, that's the point is to be sexy. Like, so, yeah, don't necessarily show up all completely covered and expect to stay that way all night. Otherwise, you might be at the wrong party. You know, that's part of the fun is being able to be exposed in that sexy way in a comfortable environment where nothing untoward is necessarily going to happen to you. It's embraced like, you know, it's the literal opposite of slut shaming. Exactly. <laughs> and then the vibe that you walk into, it's it's like for us, we're 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 very empathic people and we we thrive in off of energies. And when you for us, when we go into sex parties, the the energy is is palpable you walk in there and, and you feel it immediately um the 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 sexually charged electricity in the room uh juxtaposed with the level of comfort that people have uh that's also in conflict with people's nerves and anxieties and anticipations for what's about to happen mm. and then you know, it's not like you go to the party and then everybody just immediately starts fucking. Let's let's just be real. Like, oftentimes, you no, know, you go to a like party. To, like, sometimes it's longer than that. Sometimes there's a demonstration, you know, either, you know, on a on a cross, you know, with the S&M. A lot of times, yeah, some, some kinds of, yeah. Demonstration, you know, um, the Shaibari demonstration, or there's like a class about something, you know. That's how some people like just kind of set the mood. You know, those are more structured parties. And then, you know, parties that we just put together with our friends. That's just, we're all hanging out for, you hey, know, a couple hours fun. until somebody takes a shirt off, you know, or, you know. Yep. And then that, and then that energy shifts. And then yeah. it's, you know, it's, it turns into an orgy and a puppy pile of bodies just engaging with each other. And, and there's a lot of laughing and joking and, and, I mean, we're all uh, just having fun. We're just all just playing it, yeah. And, and then there's and, and then there's breaks, and then you know everybody will be, you know, but yeah. Just, then you just had, break and... had an orgy for an hour, and then everybody sits around for forty five minutes to an hour, you know, having a glass of wine and talking about life and politics and math and weird shit, and yeah. then start having sex again or whatever. <laughs> like it's it's a it's a really interesting thing. And then afterwards, you know, you you do achieve a certain level of high, and the come down, you know, sometimes takes a couple of days. But the come down is nice, too, because, you know, you're still super sexually charged and you still have, you know, you had a really intense night of sex at an orgy with a bunch of different people. But that energy still carries on for days after. And then, you oh, know, yeah. and you have really great sex for two days, yeah. days after. Like, really phenomenal sex. Yeah, that energy carries through. Like, the sex after the sex party is, like, my favorite. <laughs> See? Oh, I never even thought about that part. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's definitely the best because we've been so stimulated and then we just like bring it out on each other and it, yeah, oh, it's fantastic. That's amazing. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about some misconceptions about parties? So some of the ones I've heard is that you have to be gay to attend or that you have to play. Can you talk about any of those that you've heard or what is the reality versus some of those misconceptions? Yeah. Um, well, it's really whatever you want from it is what you can get from it. I think that's probably 
the biggest mis misconception is that you have to do anything. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You can partake as much or as little as you want. I mean, some parties do expect you to play and like not just voyeur just because, you know, there is like a give and take symbiotic kind of thing in every relationship. Um, but also like, you know, you don't necessarily want just like a creepy guy sitting there watching, you know, like. Uh, yeah. So like misconceptions, right. Do, do you, do you have to be gay to be at a sex party? Uh, that is a misconception. No, you do not. Oftentimes, uh, the women at sex parties are, are more sexually fluid and that's acceptable more so like more so for them than it is for men um but i think that's changing too but that's also changing uh and it, once again it depends on the the group of of people that you are that you are partying with um sometimes it's explicit sometimes you know there's you know there's a there's a kink curiosity in the party you know we've been to parties where you know uh you know somebody might have a bag of toys and they're like it's not that kind of party don't bring out the toys and then there'll be other parties where they like bring a suitcase if you want you know uh other misconceptions of you know is it you know i've i've heard this and it's you know because it's a, it's a misconception about about the about the lifestyle you know am i going to go there and everybody's going to be old and unattractive there there are those parties and you'll run into that but no that's not always the case you know you can you know there's parties out there where everybody's you know between the ages of 20 22 and 45 or even younger than that you know um and relative various levels of hotness like going from extremely hot to damn they're pretty hot you know and so it's not always like old fat you know it's the whole or, gamut it's, it's just the whole like gamut. anything else it's like a whole else. diverse yeah. group yeah you don't have to be one way or another um i think it's you know it might be easier to just like it is to go to a party with someone that you already know like any other party it's easier to go with friends um and it's easier to be in a couple probably than to just go as a single at least as a single lady I think you know that can feel really overwhelming so I think a lot of you know single females might find a couple to go with to a party um just because it helps increase that comfortability factor which is really important for women and being able to be turned on and be present is being comfortable. So, you know, going with people that, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice entryway. Is there a vetting process or is there something you have to go through? To, like, is just anybody able to come or single men allowed to come? It depends on the party once again, you know, so at the end of the day, like there's no set rule or structure to how a sex party happens. You can find a, a sex party that has any, any level of dynamic that you could think about um, from depraved to, you know, really more central. hedonistic to more intimate. Yeah. Uh, you can cover the gamut. Now there's, there's parties that do allow single men. Oftentimes those parties aren't well attended by couples and women. The, so, you know, sorry to any single men out there that are listening to this and are curious about getting into sex parties if you're a single man and you want to go to a sex party and have an actual meaningful time at a sex party find a partner that you are <laughs> committed to let's just be real um because that's you know it goes into that the energies like when you're when you're engaging with people in a sexual way you can you can tell right away even people that are in couples the ones that are actually committed couples versus ones that are just using each other to get each other into a party. Yeah, this was a really interesting part of our exploration because when we first started dating other couples, um, we just very quickly found that out. Like we just vibed better with other couples who were really committed to each other in whether it be married or been in a, you know, in a secure, really strong partnership for you know, an extended period of time. More than just sexual, for sure. Like if it if their relationship is just sexual, like we just don't necessarily vibe with them. We would like to, you know, yeah, we just have better connections with other committed couples. It's just what we found. But at the same time, like we can still have fun at a party with, you know, almost everyone, anyone. Um, but yeah, the more intimate parties we want to curate or attend, we've made it a point like, yeah, we, we would like more committed couples. Like it's, 
it just works better with with our vibe and with the community that we've found. And single women do find themselves very comfortable in those environments as well. So, you know, at least the way I view it and in my experience and, and what I've seen being in the lifestyle with her is that it is a very female empowered uh, world that that we are we as men our are are blessed to be invited into yeah i think that's a really important point that we've come to is like how female empowered the the environment is so that kind of ties into another misconception that that women might be only in the lifestyle because their man wants to be and they're coerced into it or whatever it is which is just definitely not the case and is really you know degrading to you know the the whole idea of female empowerment like if a female wants to be in a scene, then she is choosing to be there and give her that credit for making that choice that's yeah. brought her there, you know? And I hope to God that women are not in it only for their man, but that, you know, also doesn't seem to be what we found. Women are there just as much as their man wants to be, you know, and they might have different reasons for being there, but they have, you know, like we have found a way to align our interests and desires so that we're both satisfied from the situation. Do you think that's partly because, well, you know, more often than not, I'll hear men expressing their fantasies about wanting to go to a sex party, wanting to have a threesome, wanting to do the whole group thing, whereas you very rarely hear a woman talking about it. Do you think it's it's chicken or the egg? So do you think that women should be more expressive about these types of fantasies that they might have? And do you think that they are made not to made to feel like they can't i i I personally feel that way a lot so yeah because you know women have these desires you know and i've seen it firsthand i've experienced it firsthand and this is just coming from a man's perspective Mm -hmm. um the the whole culture of slut shaming you know women have these desires and they want to express their sexual needs and their sexual desires but they're afraid to voice it or act on it because of how society will judge them on that well we don't have women don't have permission to the no. patriarchy misogyny women don't have permission to express their desires as men do and then yeah. at a, and then at a sex party they are they they feel empowered to explore that and express that and the men who are are lucky enough to be invited into that uh share that sentiment and that's the reason why they have been invited into that into that world because they understand that you know it's this is a world of women and the ultimate feminist uh mindset where everybody's equal you know everybody has you know the the sexual desires between a man and a woman or or any broad spectrum of that nature um is accepted and explored on an equal standing but again that is within the four walls isn't it so venus would you express your desires in an open forum in public now that you are more used to going to these parties and you're more clear about your desires do you feel like you could break that mold and express yourself in public no i don't yet um i mean i i want to be there and i think maybe doing this podcast is a step in that direction Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to share our experience, my experience. I want to share about our journey. I want to write about our journey, like, because, you know, it is, it comes back to lack of exposure, um, lack of understanding that there are other people that have these feelings. Um, and on, you know, knowing that you're not the only one and learning from each other's journeys, like that's, super important and you know we haven't been given a ton of examples of women exploring their sexuality completely freely um without shame i'm super excited to see cara delavine's documentary where she travels the world and explores Uh Uh yeah she just came out with one um which looks super innovative and provocative and she really just like no, I'm going to explore. I'm going to explore everything. Yeah, we, um, as much as I, you know, I don't have that platform, but I applaud her and I, you know, hope eventually I I can fully share, you know, and I do in a lot of circles, but yeah, it's not completely public. Uh, you know, I, and I applaud people who do are completely public about it, but it's also like, 
you know, it is a very intimate aspect of your life. It doesn't have to be on display either. Like as much Mm -hmm. as I want other people to be empowered by my story, like no one has to share, you know, more than they should want to, you know, not everyone has to know about these details of my life. You know, my, my family doesn't have to know, like, (laughs) It's really, and like, then there's the whole thing about, you know, coming out because a lot of the, the women in our community are, you know, more queer and there are other swinger communities, I think, you know, around the country, around the world where it's, you know, the female is more straight and it's about, you know, totally switching. And that's, you know, not something that, you know, we found a community of like couples and women are, you know, really interested in exploring their queerness and, that's a whole nother thing about coming out and what does that mean and what does it mean to be queer and to be in a hetero romantic relationship but still desire the female form when it comes to yeah. you know sexuality and I feel like that's an even bigger discussion because of what we've been exposed to as a society we have been drilled that women are beautiful look at this beautiful form like it makes sense to me too that women are naturally drawn to other women because of the world we live in and like that's what we've been exposed to like (laughs) I wanted to mention too that one of the reasons we're doing this anonymously and we did our other podcast about the lifestyle anonymously as well is because this is actually not a protected class and Uh, People have lost jobs because of being in the poly community or being in the lifestyle community. And I think that's an important part of the evolution of this becoming more normalized. And I think it is a lot more normalized in the younger generations. And we're starting to see people realize, you know, what kind of some of the things we talked about in the the podcast about the lifestyle is it just that this monogamy is not necessarily our natural state. And, you know, people don't want to cheat. They don't want to get divorced. They want to find alternatives to that to make relationships work, but not be limited. Right. And that um, leads to another misconception is that, you know, if someone tells you that they're in their life, in the lifestyle, like that, the audience may feel that you're coming on to them. Like, oh, I'm in the lifestyle and I automatically, you know, just want to fuck you also, because that's like definitely not true. So just, you know, me telling you about my lifestyle, that doesn't mean that I want to fuck you. But, you know, there's that, you know, it's that same fear of just like being scared to come out as like a gay man. Like that gay man doesn't want you to think that he's coming on to you either as another man. He's just trying to be honest about his desires and his lifestyle, but it can be taken the wrong way. That's so true. That's so true. You know, so you'd also don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable by even telling them that this is what you do because you don't want them to make that like. And that is the, that is the misconception, right? It's like, the misconception that I think is it's a misconception about about sex as a whole anyway, right? You, you think about, you know, the everyday society, like, oh, you're a swinger or you're polyamorous or you're open. You must be a depraved, you know, sex addict or whatever. And that's that's not what it is. You know, in our experience, it's it's about it's about the sharing and energies. You know, it it, it transcends the the physical act of penetrative penetrative sex. Uh, and and elevates it to a level of of enlightened energies collaborating and making discoveries about about how human beings interact with one another. Right. There's so many different ways to be pleasured and enjoy each other and each other's bodies. Um, and you know, someone literally just a man just told me yesterday that he thinks like no woman can be ever satisfied without penetrative sex and I was like that is absolutely not true there is a whole spectrum of being able to enjoy and what you enjoy you know like that is not a necessary component of sexual satisfaction and nothing is that's you know and you can find all of these outlets at a sex party <laughs> because of course, you, know, you can and, you know, you know, because we we are on the topic of sex parties and at the end of the day, you know, a sex party can be whatever you want it to be. Right. Just like your sex life should be. Whatever you want it to be. And, and, and it's about finding, creating and finding the safe spaces to explore that with people who you want to explore them with. And people who support your exploration and want to help you get there. I think for as long as religion is practiced there is always going to be a level of taboo around this subject. 
in all honesty. But I think that the less religion is practiced, which it slowly is going that way. Um, but then you're always going to have those groups, aren't you, that will never accept this in an open forum. The society that we've lived in, the 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 modern Western society that 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 we live in now, is is based on male white Protestant superiority, mm-hmm. and in order to maintain that power, like you know anybody that has has any kind of grasp on power, they're going to do anything that they can to hold on to it. And anything that challenges that way of thinking, they're going to pound it down, pound it down, pound it down and make and demonize it. Call it the devil, call it whatever, whatever they want, you know, in order to maintain that power structure. And when people start exploring something else, it challenges that. The only reason why people think that, that, you know, the monogamous, lifestyle and being married and committed to one person for your entire life is 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 the way to go it is because that is what put the people who have been in power for centuries kept them in power Mm -hmm. you know and and now we're coming into an era now where this new way of thinking is becoming more mainstream and as a result religion is is being tested and, and and uh male superiority is being questioned and you know well it was just like it was discussed in the last lifestyle uh episode of just the more the patriarchal society and then what he said about matriarchal societies and how structurally you know and like that's it you know if you think about the corollary in the poly kink world it's like yeah women have more power that's a good thing and other you know people that we've talked to in the lifestyle um that have been in it for years we've told them we've talked about our journey and dracula said things like well i follow her lead and we've you know been validated like that's the way to do it you know Mm -hmm. and it's like anything else when you're exploring you have to go as fast as the slowest person you know you have to be on that same page so you know really putting the woman's wants and desires on the forefront yeah Yeah. because you know that women have all the power you know and and we live and in that's a- just how it works best especially in this world and maybe we'll learn that in the broader sense one day and i mean and, that, and that's what it is i mean you know the the really cool thing about about sex parties is there's a level of peace and harmony and serenity that everybody's feeling in the moment with each other you know and that is that is a female empowered environment that that we are all living in so that's the world that they create and it's a very comfortable and free and liberated, you know, world that where everybody's comfortable, everybody's safe. There's no, there's no fighting. There's no bickering and things of that nature. It's, oh, don't give me. I mean, don't give me. Okay, there is, a, there is drama. <laughs> but, but ultimately, the the energy that 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 world creates is is a safe space where where openness and safety is is accepted and expected. Please come to London. They have so many crazy parties here. I think you guys would love it. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about our sex party adventures in Berlin and Paris. Oh yeah, we've, yeah, we've had we've had parties in, in in other places around the world, and those are also very interesting experiences as well. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, from like the first day of our exploration, like I likened this journey to. Um, I've always traveled a lot. Um, And so he may have had more experience in the lifestyle, you know, before he met me on his own, but I was always a traveler and, you know, like meeting new people here or abroad, you know, it's just another way to meet people who are like, like like-minded and, you know, it's an adventure. Like, what can you learn about them? What can you learn about yourself from meeting them and from that encounter? You know, we both, I think, just thrive off, yeah, that, that connection, that energy and, and then like in, in France, you know, we went one night, we went to a sex club and then the next day we went to a sex sauna, which was, which was completely different. Unlike anything that we had ever experienced until then. There were a lot of old people there. That's because we were there at like five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and then when we were leaving at 10, there was just droves of like young, attractive Parisians going in there for we had to catch the metro we, yeah we oh, had to. I can imagine the night before we had stayed out all night going to the sex club which like 
the website makes it look so glamorous and like it might be you know your idea of a sex party is just those pictures and it's so glamorous and everyone's wearing masks like eyes wide shut kind of like orgy yeah like, and it was not that, that. <laughs> it, really wasn't. it was not that it really was it was fun and like silly, silly. And like sexy points our i mean our favorite experience abroad was definitely in berlin i mean berlin has a great um nightlife scene anyway but then yeah. um they take sex clubs to another level. Yeah, like the like an institution. Like people just, you know, love it, and it was amazing. It's amazing. It's like, different. It's it's just it's it's another level. I mean, it's, at least the the so we we experienced the Kit Kat Club in Berlin. We have yet, but are interested in experiencing Bergheim. Next time we go to Berlin. Which technically they're not even sex clubs. They're techno clubs. They're just techno clubs <laughs> where everything just goes. And I mean Kit Kat is a is a is a kink themed club though. A fetish a fetish themed right. club. So you have to be like wearing like a kink leather thing or something. You have to be as much part of the spectacle as you are enjoying the spectacle. You have to bring something to the table. But know? there's like rooms and caverns and and it's bars huge. it's huge multi-level there's a swimming multiple pool there's a sauna floors. there's multiple dance floors with different genres of music and in there's all of these rooms in all of these rooms people are just rave dancing Shai and bar. i've heard it goes on for days is that oh, right? yeah, weekend. yeah it starts weekend. at like it starts at like 11 o'clock at night you on friday and doesn't end until like six o'clock in the morning on monday and you can you know you come and go or whatever and you can stay on out all night because yeah. in Berlin the trams are running all night because they're like, yeah. it's, it's built for that. So at and, the end of the day, all I all I would like to say about sex parties is, you know, just think of it as it's a party, and it can be whatever kind of party that you want it to be. And when you talk about sex, like sex encompasses so much other things. It's it's about it's about connection. It's about the exchange of energies and the trading of of power and and the power that you gain from allowing to release that power onto somebody else um and you know it's it's about liberation and enlightenment and exploration and fun because <laughs> parties are supposed to be fun this has been an amazing conversation thank you so much for joining us today thank you thank you that was brilliant thank you so much and listeners, if you would like to share a story or share some feedback about this episode, you can find us online at inspirationroompodcast.com. You can also send us an email at inspirationroompodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at inspirationroompodcast. And if you like this podcast, please leave us a review so that more people can find it and help us spread the word. Thanks for listening. <laughs>